We can practically count the number of cities in the Midwest on two hands, but are unsure when the rural towns start and stop. And with the tradition of slow-paced living, this region of the U.S. is often behind months, if not years, on trends. Whether it's the clothes we wear, the food we eat, the way we date, or how we spend our free time, we're here to dive into it all. Welcome to Hopefully, the podcast where three lifelong best friends sit down and catch up on each other's lives while also dishing on the latest trends in fashion, beauty, skincare, lifestyle, fitness, food, my favorite, travel, and more. We'll share our biggest dreams and darkest secrets, how we've overcome our fears and found confidence, our tips and tricks and trials and errors, and real life relatable stories. We want to help you feel confident in your own skin. To inspire you. We want you to lead a happier, healthier, easier, and more confident life. And hopefully, you do too. Get it? Straight to the point. A little sassy, but always real. Welcome to Hopefully. Welcome to Hopefully. Welcome to Hopefully. Okay, well, what episode number is this? Six? Six. How did that happen? Came on quick. But we have a special lovely guest on episode six this week our first guest ever yes liz stanford from spend it like stanford it's so catchy your blog name it is i love it and it's so cute oh thank you fun fact um my husband b and i we came up with that on our honeymoon too so it's just a little you know play on words like bend it like Beckham but you know yeah bend it like Stanford yes so I I actually went to college with Liz's husband Brian he's Mm -hmm. honestly one of my favorite humans we had a lot of classes together especially our senior year we took an independent study together and so we'll let you talk a little bit about what it is that you do but we brought Liz on today to talk about travel because she has a travel blog um, and you like write blogs about, you know, the places you're going, the places you've gone to, and you've been to some exquisite destinations. Like your photos, your blogs are just to die for. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Well, thank you so much. Um, yeah, so travel blogging is more of my passion project. Uh, I work in communications in a health insurance industry out here in Des Moines, Iowa. But um, when I was traveling to these places, you know, I would put stuff out on Instagram and, you know, Facebook or whatever. And I would have, you know, a few people reach out to me just wondering, you know, where the heck are you? <laughs> and um, asking for recommendations after I got back. And I had a few people just say like, you know, those pictures are like pretty cool. I'm like, oh, well, thank you. And, you know, um, I do love my job, but health insurance can be a bit boring. So I knew I wanted Mm -hmm. like a creative outlet for myself. I had actually started a blog back in college and I mean, it was just like stupid stuff, but it was something I was interested in. Hey, been there, done that. (laughs) You're not alone. It was just like, you know, a little creative outlet. Yeah. And, um, but once I, you know, a couple years out of college, I realized, you know, I, I did like the blogging part of it and, you know, I love to travel. So it was kind of like a good marriage together. But um, like I said, it's really just a creative outlet for me and I, I'm taking the pictures either way and just writing about yeah. it now. Yeah. 
So I think one of the questions I was most interested in asking was how do you and Brian, and then if you're going on any girls trips or family trips, how do you determine the different places that you want to go to? Because you've been kind of all over the place. Oh, for sure. Um, So I do have like this running bucket list, I guess you could say, of places that I for sure want to travel to. Um, Having, you know, a nine to five job, it does get tricky with just vacation time. So sometimes I'll have this bucket list and we have like a few days off and usually I'll just like go on Google flights and I'll see like, okay, where can I travel to right now? A lot of the times that's what we do. Um, but when it is like, I know I have a set amount of time I can take off like this summer. We're trying, hopefully COVID, um, (laughs) right. Right. We're able to like cross off some of our bucket list items. So like we're trying to go to Spain and the Amalfi Coast this um, summer and then Ireland in the in October. Most of the time, it's every place kind of interests me for the most part. So I'm never like looking online and like, oh, I would never do that. But right. I will say like when we decided that we wanted to go to Hawaii, I it was one of those people that was like, Hawaii just doesn't interest me. Like I I love a good beach destination, but it was I'd rather go to like Fiji or Australia if I'm going to choose a beach. Right. Yeah. So when we did it, we knew it was like, it was kind of the perfect timing because um, they had just like reopened and they were allowing people to visit like safely, COVID tests, everything. I'm like, okay, well, we can go to a beach destination here. Once we got there, guys, I'm not even kidding. One of my favorite trips hands down like that wow. everyone that needs to go to Hawaii I'm not <laughs> I was just sleeping on this place and you know like something gets so hyped up in your head too you're like oh there's no way it's gonna like live up to these expectations yeah Hawaii is not that place it will live up to your expectations wow. like because you guys just got back like not mm-hmm. that long ago right yeah we we were there for like oh. five five total days and then like two days of actual travel like getting there is a pain in the ass but once you're there it's like heaven on earth right yeah, we just got back. you forget what it took to get there once you're there exactly, yeah um like it's seriously a whole day of traveling just because flying from the midwest it's you'll have a connecting flight no matter what and then it's like seven right. hours from there but wow yeah. So when you're putting places on your bucket list, is it just like, you know, scrolling through social media or hearing where other people have been and just like adding it to that list? Is that how it works? A lot of the times, yes. So I have like a couple travel bloggers that I I really love. Like I follow the Blonde Abroad and Blonde Atlas and of course they're both blonde. But um, (laughs) (laughs) a lot of the times like I get inspiration from other travel bloggers that I follow Um, but there's just like some things that you kind of have built up in your head. Like there's the classics, like going to Paris to see the Eiffel Tower, going to Rome to see the Colosseum, like those classics. But most of the time, my bucket list really is like, I'll have those cities that I want to go visit, like Australia or Fiji, whatever. But I also have like experiences that I want to do. So like taking a hot air balloon in Turkey, stuff like that. So there's a lot that I have Amazing. on my list and it keeps growing every day. Like and I'll see someone like you're when I, I'm not even kidding. When I Park City wasn't even on my list. So I started planning like your little Park City trip and I'm like, Brian, I, I think we need to go to Park City. Like, it's just, everything. Yeah. Like, everything inspired me to like want to go there. So Yeah. So for everybody listening, um, myself, Ashley, Kayla, and a couple of our other really good friends are all leaving for Park City actually tomorrow. 
for a birthday trip and Liz helped plan it. So some of the places we're going, you had like sent recommendations. It honestly made finding where we were going to stay a so thousand easy. times easier. It was not hard at all. Like it just like made my life the so much The breakdown of it too. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. I'm it so, so good. I loved it. Um, <laughs> I am a little bit of a psycho when it comes to travel planning. I'm not kidding. Like I, my husband laughs at me all the time, but I, I love it. Like travel planning is actually like one right next to doing the actual trip. It's one of my favorite parts of traveling. I'm very, I'm a very organized person and things have to be a certain way for me. So some people are like, probably are like, I could never travel with her. But I mean, I have I things think, down to like the second, like, where are we getting yeah. ice cream? At? I would love to travel. I know. With you. I think you, you should take it. it. I'm the opposite. I hate planning. Oh, I, I am. I'm just like, want to be spontaneous. I love when you said you just get on Google and see where you could go because that is how I am and how I want to be forever. But <laughs> Then when I get there, I'm like, okay, what, 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 now? Advisor? what <laughs> do we now? I, that gives me anxiety. I can never do that. But B, my husband like literally gets to go on these trips. And after he's like, yeah, that was so much fun. I'm like, bitch, I planned See? it all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so, so when you're like looking into these trips, like ours specifically, you've never been there. How did you like realistically stay in budget? How like what were your tips for doing that? It's really all about planning in advance. Like I know how much I'm going to spend on a trip before I even go on the trip. The big expenses you really get out of the way, like hotel and flights, you know how much you're going to spend on that. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of, what a lot of people forget about is those little things you're going to spend. Like, of course, maybe you'll do some shopping, like you can budget that out. But also you need to think about the restaurants, the excursions, and those all should be booked ahead of the, ahead of time as well. So like those large ticket items you can really get out right away and think about. But, you know, when it comes down to it, you really need to, like, I plan out every single thing. So one of my passions when it comes to traveling is that, like, people think that it, it takes so much money to travel, you know. And in reality, it doesn't. Like, it's it's a matter of budgeting. Like, I choose to spend my money on traveling. Other people, you know, whatever, gadgets, right. whatever you want. And, you know, you see these people that are saying it like, oh, I could never go travel to Europe. That's way too expensive. And those are the same people that are going to Disney World. And I'm like, that is the same price, if not more expensive. So it's really just kind of educating yourself on, you know, you don't have to stay at the most expensive hotel and you can choose to actually change your flights around a little bit to like save some money there too. Like, it's just a matter of like, shopping for travel you know what I mean like it's you you need to actually plan it out and the last minute people the people wait till the last minute to do stuff you are going to pay more because they're upping those ticket prices so Mm -hmm. it's just being a smarter traveler I guess and it's just like a layover somewhere is something I absolutely dread like I just hate the whole airport process in general but I think it is 2021 how is like the airport process not streamlined like it is to me. <laughs> I absolutely agree. Actually, my brother on my, our way home from Colorado a couple weeks ago gave me his uh, credit card because we both still have the same last name right now. He was like, just say I'm your wife so you can go hang out in the Delta, like uh, where they got wow. the little Delta like the lounge. member mm-hmm. area. Yeah. yeah, the lounge. And I'm not kidding. I don't understand why those aren't all over the airports and people can just pay like 
$20, $50, whatever to go in them because they make traveling beautiful. Like it's just luxurious. It's easy. It's a game changer. I mean, it's a game changer. It is a hundred percent. And I would pay 50 bucks to a hundred dollars each time I travel to go hang out in there if I could. Honestly, it's on the airlines because like you said, like I would 100% pay more just to like freaking go in this lounge and like get all the things. Like the only time I've done that was on our honeymoon when we got, um, you know, the, it was the trip from hell when it first started off and they like literally had to accommodate everyone and their mother because I... I don't know, Brie, if you were we were following each other at that point in time. But I think so, but I think you should tell the group anyways. <laughs> oh, so you know when you are any none of you are married, are you? Nope. No. Kayla's engaged, no. but not married. Um so <laughs> when you get married, like I highly recommend taking your honeymoon the day after you get married. It's just like, you know, stress free, like you go whisk away to like Europe, wherever you want to go. Um, so that's what we did. Or so we thought, and we ended up being at the in Chicago airport for like 32 hours. Our flights, so it was like a super bad rainstorm, and you wouldn't think like rain had such an issue on airplanes, but I guess it did. Our flights ended up getting delayed probably like six times. We were we finally left at probably like midnight that night. We were supposed to fly out at like 8 a.m., so we had been at the airport at like 6 a.m. Um, we finally flew out at midnight. We were in the air for two hours and there was a problem with the plane and they had to turn us back around. And so we lost like a whole day on our whole honeymoon. It ended up being fine. It was like the most perfect honeymoon, but it was, I cried so much in the yeah, airport. I would have as well. <laughs> it's just tiring in general to even be in there. And just like wow. the rerouting of like flights over and over, it was yeah. And you have to like be paying attention too, which I think is the the mm-hmm. most frustrating part of when like because I get it, like things go wrong, shit happens, whatever. But the fact is, like you're already exhausted. The process of getting through security is already exhausting and draining. The last thing you want to do is like have to be actively paying attention to things, and you are literally forced to be doing that consistently (laughs) and I'm on edge the whole time too like it was like okay is it gonna get delayed again and where where are we at with this like and just I was constantly looking at flights too I'm like okay where can we like jump on this can we switch our flight over here and it was like a jigsaw puzzle I was trying to put together it was very (laughs) for sure that is something else I think the airlines could perfect though like when I get delaying a flight you don't know when it's gonna happen but I feel like there's a good amount of time you could give somebody besides like 30 minutes before their next scheduled flight to tell them it's delayed. So maybe they could leave the airport and go get a bite to eat or go, you know, to a hotel for a couple of hours and sleep or whatever, rather than I, when I lived in Arizona on our way home one winter, I was delayed 11 times. And each time they started at 30 minutes before the flight and it kept getting like close, like 30 minutes and they would do 20 minutes before the next scheduled flight and it just like kept getting pushed back like so I I was there all day just like you waiting couldn't I felt like I couldn't even go find a little restaurant to get food because I didn't know if it was actually going to take off or what was going to happen yeah no 100% and the reasons that like our flight were was getting delayed were the it was the stupidest shit like one time it was one armrest was broken so they could not take off because of the armrest. I 
It's like, do you need to go fucking fix it? Because I'll fix it. Like, do you need someone to get in there? Another time was, this is all in the same day. Our food, like it was an overnight flight. So they had to provide food for us. Wasn't there. I'm like, I will go hungry. I don't care. Like, just get me <laughs> out of this on this flight. Yeah. yeah. For how amazing travel can be, it does have its hardships <laughs> and its frustrations. It does. So I know all about not all of your travels, but a lot of your travels. What would you say has been your favorite trip thus far? That is so hard for me to pinpoint just because like every, you know, trip that you go on, it's a different experience, a different memory, especially if you're traveling with different people. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have like one for sure. I would say like my top three would be Rome, Santorini, and then Maui is like right up there. Wow. Like, Like it just made such a huge impression. I would say Rome and Maui really are at the top just because the culture and the people there. Like you go there and you you feel in, you know when you go somewhere and you just feel at home and those mm-hmm. that's like those yes. places and the people are so welcoming and inviting and Italians in general like their culture I'm obsessed with like give me all the pizza the pasta and the wine yes love you guys you know <laughs> yes. how to do it right but also they you know I I've been overseas other places that where they don't speak English as well and I think everyone should try to learn some parts of the language when you do travel there but there's a lot of people that don't and just go and that's totally fine too but yeah the Italians were just so inviting like they wouldn't treat you like a stupid American you know and when you go to Paris though they get they they get a little pissed that you know you're a stupid American in their country so it's just a different (laughs) like mindset you know yeah yeah I love Rome. Oh my God. I went in high school and I've been dying to go back because I couldn't drink then. Granted, you can drink at 18 there, but right. I think you can. You but, can. Yes. Yeah. I think it's like even 16 there, but um, yeah. I went for my first time to Rome in high school as well. And I could not drink. And then um, I took B. Uh, our first trip overseas was to Rome back there. And that was his first trip overseas. Uh-huh. But um I'm obsessed with Rome. Like, I think it's one of my favorite cities, hands down. When you go to plan international trips like that, though, like, are there apps that you're using that help you plan things? Like, where do you figure out, I guess, like, the things that you decide you want to do since you are a planner and you're trying to get ahead of it? I mean, it's even hard to do when you're traveling in the United States. I could imagine it gets even more difficult when it's international travel. Like, what do you, what does that process look like for you? So I actually rely um, heavily on other travel bloggers, so local travel bloggers. So I do a lot of Google search, but also Pinterest is super helpful in that field. Like I would much rather um, take advice from a local than someone who had just ta- like who's just taken a trip right. there. Right. Um, so I rely heavily on that, and a big reason why I started my blog is because I had spent so much time planning and I still do because I I take from a lot of different resources and I felt I even felt overwhelmed and I'm like I know a lot of other people feel overwhelmed too and there I didn't feel like there was just this one place I could go to that has everything I needed you know where to stay what to eat what to do like a full-on guide so that's kind of what my inspiration behind spend it like Stanford is somewhere someone can go and they literally don't have to go anywhere else Mm -hmm. besides obviously looking for your flight. 
So that's that was my inspiration behind it. But when I go to plan like an international plan, again, I'll use Pinterest. Google Flights is my best friend. I'm not kidding. I think I'm on there every single day. Like I'm always looking for like a good flight. It's just so convenient. And it's not only about like getting the best price, but like you can track your flights there. And like I said, like I get my inspiration from there too. I'm like, where can I go today? Where can I go next week? So um, those are kind of the resources I use. Another big one internationally, it's called Rome to Rio. When you're taking an international trip and you're going like multi-destinations, so it's super helpful because uh, you can plan out um, the fastest way to get places. Or like if you want to take a train all the way through, it's like by train, by plane, or by flight. And it'll show you like how long it takes to get there from point A to point B to point C. So mm-hmm. those are some of the ones that I use. How long does it usually take you to plan your travel? Um, so if it's like a longer one, it'll like, it'll take me months because I am, I'm just a perfectionist. Like I want to know I'm spending my time wisely. Like, I don't want to go somewhere and be like sitting in the hotel room and be like, okay, what are we going to do today? Like I have everything planned out. So it'll take me a long time. If it's just like a weekend, like I don't, it's not that big of a deal. And I am not like crazy, crazy. Like I'll allow some like flexibility in there too. Like have <laughs> a whole wild night, you know, see where it takes. Us. Yeah. But um, it does, it does take me a while, but. I think that's a, I think that's a huge part though of like, you know, stay being able to travel and also wanting to stay within a budget. You have to make sure you're planning accordingly to truly get the biggest bang out of your buck. And I don't know, that's just like, you know, going to an all-inclusive destination is great. Like, don't, I would not knock them ever because I love them. But it's like, I'm paying that money so I don't have to do literally anything. But if I'm going somewhere like Rome, I want to have like a strict itinerary that I'm sticking to because I want my days to be Mm -hmm. packed with things that are going to help me experience the culture. 100%. I like to say that like when I go on trips, it's like not relaxing at all. Like it is, you wake up early, you're in bed late and you don't come back to your hotel room. Like it is just boom, 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 boom. Mm -hmm. Because like I said, like you don't, when's the next time you're going to be able to like go somewhere like overseas like that? It's It's the experience. Yeah. So you might as well make the most of it and get everything you can out of it. But I feel like also like as much as you want to be out and do cool things, you want to stay in a nice spot, right? Like you want, like, I feel like half of my inspiration on going to specific areas are the cool Airbnbs or like really nice resorts that you see online that people are at, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So it's like intriguing to want to go there, but how do we decide on the pricing of them? Like, are they really that nice? Like, how do you know when you're making it that this is going to be a good spot to go stay at? I read reviews all the time, like more than a person should. And I don't <laughs> go to like the good ones. I'll go to like TripAdvisor and I'll read cons. Like that's the first thing I read. Like I want to know what the bad yeah. people are, like people don't like about it. And ultimately, a lot of the times, like if you see like a really nice resort and you go to those reviews and it's like, oh, the food sucked or stuff like that, like you got to take some things with a grain of salt too. Like, what are you trying to get out of the place you're staying at? But for me, that's one of the things that I don't like to like skimp on. Like I would rather stay at a really nice place in a nice neighborhood than, you know, eat at all the nicest restaurants too. So 
it sure. really just depends on what you're looking out of a vacation too. And like, and like you said, Brie, like some people will spend all their money on an all-inclusive and that's totally fine too. It's just because some people just want to relax by the beach or right. the pool and drink all day right. and have that mm-hmm. covered. And I, mm-hmm. that's not how I want to travel, but you know, that's just, it depends on what you want out of a vacation or, you know, right. an experience. I think it's something that like everyone should experience because like all inclusives, the idea of it is so fun. And the relaxation piece, like a lot of people just don't take time ever to just do that. Like that's one of the best parts about that type of vacation is like the point of it is to literally do nothing. Yeah. But if you're going to Mexico, there's no better way to do it than all inclusive. Exactly. Exactly. If you're going other places, I mean – to each their own, but I just don't, you know, there's just something. We're all on the same page as you. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. But okay, so if you're taking the all-inclusives out of the equation, we have looked on Airbnb. When we went to um, Joshua Tree, we went through Airbnb and it was okay. I wouldn't say we had like the greatest experience. Yeah, I was like, okay. When you guys um, booked that one, because I did listen, it was on your first episode, you talked about it, right? Yeah. Had anyone stayed there that you know, like, did you guys read the reviews at all? So I did not know anybody that had stayed there. Um, We knew people that had went there, but they got a different house for more people. So I had just narrowed it down with like the price that we wanted to spend, um, because there were some beautiful places there that if we had more people, I would go back to and stay at a thousand percent um but with three of us so we were just kind of counting those guys out but a lot of the reviews as far as like cons go I read those too and I even I went back to that place and I still could not find any cons that had the same feedback that we had and I was like were we just and like did one thing lead to another we were in a bad mood the whole time or was it just the luck of the draw essentially for us that is kind of scary though like I'm actually really really picky when it comes to Airbnbs or you know any kind of rentals like I it has to meet like I won't go any lower than a 4.5 I don't I guess I'm weird like that but also in easy ways like are they a super host is it you know a plus verified um and then again reading those reviews and also, if no, if there are no reviews, I won't book it. It could look like the nicest place on earth. I, I still won't book it. Like, I'm just that person. It's kind of scary that like, none of those things came up in, you know, the review. Because then it's like, how, how do you know? You don't. I mean, you could. Yeah. Right. I don't know what you could do. Well, and I think the big problem with um, this particular place, and I believe we talked about it in the first podcast to kind of look out for it, was that it was owned by a corporation and not an individual person. And that made me think about the reviews too, because I'm sure that they actually like pay somebody to filter through the reviews. And I'm sure there's a process on Airbnb where you can report poor reviews or so on and so forth. But that was a, that is something I'll never do again because still to this day, I just think, because it was over a, uh, under a bigger corporation, they just don't care as much. No, they don't. They have so many properties. They don't care about your experience. They have no emotions attached to that home that they just don't care. You just worded it perfectly. Yeah, when you think about someone who, like, it's their home that you're coming into, they care about, like, the place that you're staying at because clearly it's their home. But when it is, like, a corporation that just has a bunch of these places that they're renting out or a rental property, I mean, it's just another 
figure or income for them. So it's, it gets tricky. And it, like you said, like they, even with, I don't know if TripAdvisor, you can do this, but like when you're looking at a website's like reviews too, like they can filter those out. So you got to take everything with a grain of salt, but that's why I, I do recommend high or highly recommend looking at other travel bloggers, where have they stayed, especially the locals and then um, friends or family who like, where have they stayed too? I rely sure. on them. I think sometimes personally, this is like a personal thing that I struggle with when I'm watching like a travel blogger sometimes is that I think a lot of them, I get the place for free, right? Or um, sometimes. Yeah. Like I have never gotten a place for free, but like when you look at those bigger ones, yeah, they yeah. get asked to come to the hotel, um, sometimes to review it, sometimes just for free. And sometimes the blogger will even reach out to those hotels and accommodations just to like say, hey, I'll mention you on my blog if so-and-so and so. So yes, you do run the risk Got of it. that as well. I mean, it is like sometimes every business can be a little shady, um, but you just kind of have to follow the ones that you you truly do trust and the ones that you would like keep coming back to and like, why'd right. you follow them in the first place? Probably because like you love their content and you trust what they're saying right. is true. But also, you know, if you are reading a blog, they should be coming right out and saying, Hey, this is, I got paid to blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like legally now they okay. should yeah, be okay. saying that if yeah. they are actually getting paid or gifted this day. Yeah. And I, I know a lot of like successful travel bloggers that will not do the like stay for play or whatever it's called because they they want their audience to trust them and they know like a, a way to do that is by actually being truthful about their content so right. it just okay. depends on who you're reading who you're following too so if you know staying somewhere specific or like knowing that that's really important to you on trips and you're also trying to stay within budget would you say that there's something specific that you are willing to compromise on if anything in order to stand within a certain budget for sure so the thing I would probably compromise the most on is the amount of time I'm there when I look at my flights I'm like I'm flexible on what day I fly out but also if it's going to cost me less you know to like like instead of 10 days doing seven days mm-hmm. I, that's where I'll like cut the the fat I guess I was going to bring that up earlier because you said you work a nine to five job, which most people do. And I struggled with that in the last year because I also was working nine to five and I found it much easier to travel more when I would take like half a day on Thursday or and then a full day Friday and just have like five good trips that were four days long. You yeah, know? I would honestly almost rather do that just like you get to see more places, do more things. I always try to like have one big trip a year and it does get hard. I'm very fortunate with my job. You know, we, we get a lot of PTO, but also we have like an opportunity to purchase more days too. It's called MTO. So I have a lot of flexibility, so I'm very lucky. Um, But I know that not everyone does. So if you are looking for, you know, a chance to like get out and see more of the world and you don't have that time off, like you said, taking a half day on a Thursday and just taking one day off on a Friday and using the, and just what I do even now is utilize those weekends that you, or those days that you have off already, like the national holidays, July 4th, I tend to always take a trip there. Memorial holiday, always take a trip. Labor day, yes. Take those to your advantage and use everything you can. For Um, sure. So just, you know, traveling smart again. 
Yeah. What is something that you cannot travel without? Can't travel without. Okay. Oh, there's a lot of things. You can say more than one thing if there's more. <laughs> yeah, than one I was thing. gonna say absolutely say more than one thing. Oh, yeah, we, uh, we just want to know. Uh, so I am. You know, you probably are like, oh, this girl. She probably can pack it all in like one little suitcase. Yeah, no, I know you. <laughs> um, I am like the worst packer in the world. Actually, like I have a problem. So probably the things that I can't travel without actually <laughs> would be my iPad. Um, when I'm in travel, when I'm in the airport, like I just download so many things or like on a flight, I'll, that is my baby. Oh, I just got this like Dagny and Dover, like little travel case. And I'm obsessed with it because yeah. it like holds everything in one, like all of my, before I would like just throw everything in my purse, but it holds the iPad. It holds like my AirPods. It holds like all my travel documents, passports, all that stuff. So that's a must have for me now. A good, like a good travel, like either purse or backpack. Like I have a go-to um, travel backpack that I wear. That's something that I just invested in this year. Actually, Kayla found it for me and was like, hey, I think you'd like this. And I got, <laughs> and I got one for me and my mom and it's um, the cow pack. Duffel oh, yeah. bag and it's actually smaller than a standard size duffel bag but it kind of same thing where it just like I travel enough that I needed something good and it has like a pocket for everything it's small enough that it can be like the carry-on that goes underneath the seat in front of me it's like chic and it clips onto my suitcase and oh I, I recommend love it yes uh, I know um, I don't. I can't really think of anything else. I'm sure there's like those a are, ton of things I'm missing, but those are good ones. Those are great ones. I think those are good. Yeah. On your bucket list, what is like number one place you want to go but haven't been yet? Okay, so I would actually say um, where we're trying to go in August have not been um, is number one on my bucket list, which is Amalfi Coast. I am a little bit obsessed with it. So like, you know, those like postcard pictures of like those little charming little towns all along the coast, like Papatano, mm -hmm. like yeah. that's where I want to go. And it's just like, I don't know, it's just like a cute little Italian coastal town. And I'm like, I'm super excited about it. But I mean, there's a lot of other ones on my list too, but that one's pretty high up there. I'm super excited. I really hope it can happen. I don't know what's freaking COVID, but we'll see. I hope it can for you. I hope it can for you, but then for us too, because then we can just feed off of <laughs> yes. your post and yes. learn more about places that we want to go to. Love it. <laughs> do you ever think that blogging and travel blogging is something you would want to do full time or do you think you just want it to be a passion project? I mean, I would love for this to be full time. I. It's funny because I'm sure you guys have even like felt maybe I don't know felt this with like your podcast but you want in life you grow up and you're like oh what like when I have a job hopefully it's something that I love and this is like something I'm so passionate about like if I could wake up every morning and do this like for my whole life I would be happy but I mean sometimes that's just not the case like so I had worked on this blog for a year and a half but I just pushed it live in October and I'm when they say blogging is a long-term game, they mean it. Like, I'm just now seeing, like, the benefits of it and, like, a steady, like, stream of people actually coming to my page. And, you know, when you first start out, too, it's, like, you're trying to do all these different things at once and you're just, like, how the hell am I going to, like, 
mm-hmm. do my job, but also like yeah. work on something that I love. Um, and now I'm just trying to like, I'm finally getting to like a good groove. Like I feel like I'm really in a good place with it now where it, it's a good and healthy balance rather than all over the place. Yeah. But um, long story short, yes, I would love for it to be like, <laughs> a full-time thing. Oh, I love it. You're so good at it. And your stuff is always like, it's so well written and like a great balance of aesthetically pleasing photos, but it's not like oversaturated. Yeah. And I highly recommend anybody totally. listening to follow. Um, it's at spin it like Stanford, correct? And we'll tag yes. you in our post so everybody sees it. But thank you so much. Oh yeah. My, you guys are too Yeah, sweet. this has been so good. We all love travel so much. And <laughs> We're so I know. thankful. Now I just want to go go plan another trip. Okay, I'll yeah. plan something for you. Yeah. So this this <laughs> obviously is recorded before our trip, but when it comes out, we have we will have gone. Yes. So we will be able to give all our feedback on what actually how the trip went. <laughs> I'm so excited for you guys. You guys, I'm jealous already. Like, can I come? Yes. <laughs> yes. I'd love to have you. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. We have a big enough place. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I love it. Well, thank you again so much. And thank you guys. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hopefully. Whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we would truly appreciate it if you would take the time to like, rate, and subscribe. Thanks again for hanging out with us. We'll catch you next time on Hopefully. Hopefully.